Welcome to Our Sleeve Live podcast, hosted by Kelly and Mel, two lifelong friends who took control of their lives by having gastric sleeve surgery five years apart. This podcast is really for you, our listeners, whether you're pre-op, post-op, maintaining, being a support person, or maybe none of these. But this is your podcast. Now it's time for the show. Welcome to Our Sleeve Live podcast. This is Melanie. And Kelly. And this is a podcast for patients by patients. And today we're going to be talking about all things of post-op. Where we left off last time was literally going to sleep. Yeah. So now it's wake up time. Yeah. And which is a blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. You wake up. And what was the first thing you remember? Dry mouth. Dry mouth. Dry mouth was the number one thing. So you can't drink water for 24 hours after surgery. That's a big deal because I love me some water. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows this. I'm yep. the queen of water. So yep. it was a problem because that stupid sponge thing when you suck on it. <laughs> it was so frustrating. It was because you didn't get enough. I was never satisfied yeah. enough. I was exactly. like, God damn it. I want some more. Yep. So and like the ice chips, like that took, I don't think they gave me that until like that morning after. Yeah. I never had any ice chips. Mm-hmm. It was purely just that little sponge thing that you could Get your dry mouth at least tolerable. And your lips. I needed chapstick. Mm. Like, I was already a chapstick user, but I felt like I was using it a lot more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So dry mouth and needing chapstick and then the sponge. It was just awkward mess. It was an awkward mess. And then I'm just dopey. Mm -hmm. They're very dopey. Yeah. I just can just remember those gas pains. So they fill your chest with gas. So that they have a um, clear path, I guess, to see. Um, oh, because they like they're yeah they're, they're open you up like because your mm-hmm. ribs and everything move up so they can just exactly your lungs like they're trying to yep see. Um, and I could I, be wrong. But I think that's what it's going. I think on. that's what it's for. Yeah. Oh, we might have to do some research on that, on that one. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I just remember. Getting back to my room and immediately wanting to walk because that was something, yeah, because that was something that I read about was if you have gas pains, just walk, 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 Oh, yes. I didn't hear the same thing. Yeah. So I, that's all I wanted to do Mm -hmm. because the gas pains just hit me and I'm used to a lot of pain. You are. I have lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, you name it, I've... I've probably felt that pain. Yeah. Um, but this is just such a weird pain. Hmm. So it's so different than all the other pains you've had before. Uh, yeah, for okay. sure. And it was just, I, I guess I wasn't prepared for it, even though I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. But you didn't, you can't prepare for the feeling part. No, so not at was all. It like a, was it like a pressure? Or it was, was more it of like a pressure. A, yeah. A yeah. It was more of a pressure. And I was used to sharp pains. Okay. So I think that's why it was so different. Um, but yeah, I was like, can I get up and walk? And she was like, well, let's, let's yeah. get you all hooked up with your pain meds and everything. And then, and then if you're feeling okay, you can walk. And I was like, count like bouncing. I'm like, can I go walk now? Like, wow. I just want to go walk. I and she's like, yeah, I was, I was like immediately energized. Um, oh, man. And she was like, well, I guess if you really want to, you can. But just make sure that your husband's right next to you. Just yeah, in case I would you be get concerned, dizzy. too. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I walked laps around that oh, hospital awesome. floor. Like, every... 
probably every half hour, I was up walking at least four or five laps. Wow. Yeah. It was, and that was crazy for me. And it took me, so I had chronic hip pain. Okay. Where it was hard for me to stand for more than five minutes at a time Ooh. without constant pain yeah. or constant pain medication. Um, and it took, probably took me the third or fourth time that I had gotten up to realize that my pain was gone. Oh, wow. And I was like, mm, this is kind of weird, but I'm going to roll with it. So, and it was the first time I hadn't felt hip pain in probably four, four, maybe five years. Oh, that's insane. So it was, but I think I was still so doped up too that it didn't really click in my brain that that's what was going oh, on yeah. or I would have been way more emotional, I think. Um, but yeah, I just remember walking, 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 walking. That's so different than mine. Yeah. So different. Well, what we've realized, so your surgery was a little bit different than mine. Yes. So we need to kind of back up a little bit to where five years ago, it was still the same surgery. Yes. So the whole, like, there's it's just your stomach's like a, a one ounce, right? Yep. Basically. Is what exactly. It is. So, but the way that they go in is differently. Yes. At least of what it seems like for our situations. Because when I came out of surgery, I was in some pain. Yes. After the, everything was like wore off. And it was like, it, it was weird pain. It was like, it wasn't pressure pain. It wasn't like my was brother. It sharp? My brother had gas pains. It was like a, a soreness inside of me. Mm. And it was very odd when I moved. I yeah. could feel soreness moving. Okay. It was like when you, when you have a bruise in your arm and someone grazes it mm-hmm. and you can feel it. Yeah. It's like a little doll pain here and there. And you're like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, but I figured out what was going on is like, the way that they had to go in with me was like the top of the, your stomach. Your liver actually covers your stomach. Yes. So, which is the reason for the two week liquid diet yeah. is to shrink your liver so that they can access your stomach exactly. so much easier. So, here's the deal: is I had the 24 hours. Yes. So my liver did not change in any shape or form. Yeah. So they actually had to do a liver retract, like retractor. They okay. had to like open me up more and then move my liver out of the way. To get to my stomach. And then you actually take a sample from your uh, liver to check it for things in your stomach, which is cool. I didn't know that until they were like, hey, your stuff came back good. And I was like, you're like, I didn't know you're testing me. Wasn't aware. (laughs) It's like when you have a baby and they test you for HIV and and AIDS and you're like, they like point at it. Like they don't actually like like say it out loud. They won't say positive or negative. And I was all, oh, that's good. Yeah. And she's like, well, I can't tell, I can't say it out loud. And I was like, oh, what? That's stupid. Like, I don't have it. It's great. Great news. Great news. You're like, you can talk about it. You're like, fine. thank you for telling me. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, same thing. Like, it was, uh, it was just different. Like, my liver was just a little, I guess it was just bigger because it's a fatty liver is what the deal mm. is. Okay. So, um, so I was, what I was feeling was, is that my, since she had to move my organs a little bit, they got bruised. And so what oh. I'm feeling is like the movement and my stomach was so close to my liver, like it's supposed to be. It's just I had a big stomach. So, like, yeah. I think all of a sudden now I'm on this liquid diet. Because mm-hmm. now it's swapped for me. I did four weeks of liquid diet after. That's right. So, you did. Um, that was, like, the biggest deal is, like, now my liver is shrinking and my stomach mm-hmm. is not in the same place that it's ever been. Mm-hmm. So, I was feeling it move a little bit and it was fucking really weird. That is weird. It freaked me out. I can't imagine. I couldn't sleep on my stomach. When I would walk, I could feel, like, sore pain. I'm just, like, that's the reason why I was so nervous about, like, popping a stitch. Was yeah. Because I was, like, I feel so sore. Yeah. 
and I don't want to pop a stitch. I hope I don't pop this bitch. It's so different. So it's like, well, super different because you're like, I want to get up and move. And I'm like, yep. this fucking hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and mine was done laparoscopically. Yeah. So really, I mean, yeah, my incisions were way smaller mm-hmm. and they didn't hurt. Really didn't hurt? I mean, they the hurt. The left one was the one that hurt the most. Mine was more my belly button. Because my surgeon mm. actually goes into your belly button and does the incision through your belly button so that it doesn't show. I have a mark above my belly button. Yeah, which I had, I had my gallbladder removed, and so it was basically oh. the same stitches. Oh, gotcha. Or the same, same area incisions. Oh wow. Okay. Um, she just used the same lines, so I didn't scar twice as bad. Nice. Um, which yeah, very nice of her. <laughs> I was appreciative of that, but I guess I didn't realize that she went like inside your belly button that's crazy to do that yeah and so so you know ours is different than yeah yeah. it's completely yeah it was really so the technique is different yeah so that's probably why like you're not sore Mm -hmm. you want to just i was but it wasn't like anything that i would keep me down really yeah i mean i was tired i got tired easily Mm -hmm. but you just went through a kind of a big surgery so that it makes sense that you would be tired and you yeah, know, I was you... tired. Like I would say if I was down for a couple of days and then like, I don't know. I'm also like a true fat person. I've been fat all my life. So just so you get tired a lot easier. You get easier. I am apparently a fake fat person. <laughs> just no, FYI. No. no, you just know what it's like to be skinny first. <laughs> True. So it's the way I have an episode about that. Cause that's yes. a whole different ball game. Um, but yeah, like that's the thing. So I was like, wow, I'm just tired all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, within three days I was like, I would say like, Day two, I was moving a lot more. Okay. But, like, I still felt it. I just... Yeah. Because the doctor said, you better get up, get moving. Yeah. The best thing for you is to move. So, that's what I would do. But I had, like, a panic attack after two weeks, though. That was my first one. One of my first panic attacks. Yeah. And um, that... What, where were you at? Albertsons. So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, that's not my very first panic attack. I had one prior in a bar because there were just too many people. And then mm. so that's when I realized I don't... I get anxious around a lot of people. Yeah. Um... But no, Albertsons was weird because I just felt like everybody's looking at me. Oh. And then, like, I kept feeling the pain when I was walking anyway because this is two weeks after. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, I would, uh, I was, like, going down the aisle and I just couldn't figure out what to buy. Yeah. So that was a struggle and I was like, I don't know to get, I don't know what to do. And Eric's like, all this, like, what do you feel like eating? And I was like, I don't know, I think, I don't think I can have really anything. It's like, well, what smoothies do you want? Like, because mm-hmm. we're in front of, like, the protein, like, the drinks and stuff. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Like, I just could not, like, make an answer. Mm-hmm. He's like, are you okay? And I was like, oh, uh, no. And he's like, I can tell we need to get out of here, like, now. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So, like, we just did the self-checkout real quick and then went home. He's like, what is going on? Like, you've never, you've never been like that at a store before. I'm like, dude, I have no idea. It was just like, I felt like everybody was staring at me and I can't make a decision and I didn't mm. know what to do. And I was just like, I don't know what to, like, drink. I'm like, I just want to, can you grab it? Like, Yeah. <laughs> Can you just make the choice for me yeah, right now? I don't now? want to do this yeah, right now. Exactly. So, and like Grandma Charlotte was there and she wanted to do like a shop shop. And I was just like, hmm, I can't, I can't be in the store this long. And Grandma Charlotte, I love her to death. And, but like she was an older woman and, and she was going to yeah. like, she's going to go down every aisle. Like this is like, um, I was not prepared for that. Yeah. I was not ready for that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but once I went home and like kind of chilled off, I realized what was going on and I was able to go to work in like the next week and better equipped fine. with how you, the feelings of being out in the real world Mm -hmm. for the first time well it's lame because i'm pretty outgoing person but like you are yeah that was like the first time i felt like 
panicked in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> so. Now, you went back to work at three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how was that? It was actually fine. Yeah? Yeah. Um, very supportive people there. Like, it was the Department of Revenue in Oregon. And they were very, very kind people. And they were cheering me on Yay. the whole time. And uh, they're very proud of me that I would only drink certain things. And I would, like, go on walks on every lunch and break. Oh. And they'd go with me. Which is even um, better to have that support system. Yeah. Like, I had a few girls that, like, were really helpful. Um and they're just like you're, they're just so happy that I was like on it. Like they were, they've experienced too many people that have done this surgery, mm-hmm. and within months are already eating bad things, mm-hmm. and which is appalling. Not appalling. I would just say just shock for me because after going mm-hmm. through, I'm like, how would you even be eating something like that right? within three months? Like that would be really painful. Yeah, that's really confusing to me. Like how the hell do you do that? Like, yeah. Um. I guess props to you. We were able to push it down, but fuck. That's yeah. like so, so much pain. Yeah, no. Um, and so they were just really happy that like I was really diligent. Like once mm. I was released to like work out and do things, I did that. Like mm-hmm. once I could really, once I was released to like soft foods because they watched me drink liquid. I did that for a full week yeah. there. Um, and I had like these little Dixie cups because with my surgery, they wanted me to have like equal parts of water versus protein okay or protein drinks for a while i'd have to like drink protein for like the first 30 minutes and then i'd have to like wait the 15 minutes and then i can have some water and then i have to go back and forth wow and so like prepping that at work is very annoying yeah so i had these little dixie cups i'd fill up for every cycle of whatever i could drink at that point yeah and then i went on to soft foods and had like which is after four weeks. I think my first was like cottage cheese or something. Which for soft foods? I think so. It was like beans and cottage cheese. Beans and cottage cheese. They didn't go together. Okay, separate I meals, was gonna say that. Uh, that sounds pretty disgusting. Personally, no, my, no, my first soft foods I think was beans. Beans and cheese because yeah, we were the same on that. Yeah, that was my first like real food mm-hmm. that I had and I was so excited to eat that beans <laughs> and cheese oh my goodness it's so lame but it's so good it's so good and then after that first one I could not really eat it for a while I was like really yeah I don't know if it just didn't sit well hmm. I mean it's hard because right after surgery you're not sure what you like oh, because that's true. your taste buds change after surgery which is a weird thing which i was not told that was gonna happen See, i was told? told yeah so well, that's some bullshit i wasn't yeah. even prepared <laughs> yeah but you had a different pre-op i did and it was only it was five years ago so yeah. things are a lot different yeah so it. now they know that your taste buds change and there are foods that you have eaten your entire life that after surgery you can't eat because your body just doesn't tolerate it anymore so hmm. Yeah, that's why it changes so I do like much. a lot more stuff now yeah. than I ever have. Yeah. So. I'm trying to I think. still love beans and cheese, though. I do like beans and cheese now. We just had it earlier. <laughs> yes, we did. We had tacos out. And, uh, I feel like we should have a podcast just about food, because we could probably talk about that. Um, oh, probably. There might be an episode. So, you did four weeks of liquid diet after surgery. Correct. And then... How long was your soft foods? It was like two to four. They said like just two for sure. Okay. And then slowly introduced like eggs. Okay. Because eggs was not a soft food for me. Oh, really? It would get caught. Huh. 
it would like I it's like the olives. Same thing. Yeah. You eat it, you swallow it, all of a sudden you're fucking full and you're yep. like, you bitch. And like, avocado. That's avocado for you? Yep. Yeah. See, not for me. I, like, I can eat avocado all day, but. If I have, like, guacamole, I'm fine. Is it just the chunks? It's just the chunks. Yeah. If I eat avocado just plain, so, like, I'll order it on, like, eggs or something. Oh, right, right, right. I get full so fast. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, god damn you, avocado. Because you're like, I but want you're so delicious. Yes, it tastes so good, but I want so much more of you. And exactly. You're, and it's frustrating because you know you can have it. So you're like... <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna have to wait fucking five more minutes. Like you start, like yeah. Did you have a timer? Because there's, I had timers. I, I did have timers yeah, for sure. everything, and then it started getting annoying. So then I just stopped them all because I just couldn't. I didn't stop. I didn't stop. But there is a reason for that because I would say three months post op, mm-hmm. I started smoking weed again. Mm-hmm. So um, I got nervous about the munchy thing. Mm. So I would put which timers. makes sense. So it's still, I would, which I think the weed kind of helped me focus in on it because it was like, I was diligent. It was like 15 minutes solid. That's funny. You have to wait 15 more minutes. And then like, I would be like, okay, it's eight o'clock. I can't have anything else until like nine o'clock. So I just got to wait the time. Yeah. So I would like time out my meals and Mm. it would always be like the normal small stuff, but I would time it out now because with weed, your time flux is very interesting. It can be really slow yeah, (laughs) or really quick. So... Uh, there's not really much in between there. So you're just like, okay, got to keep checking this. Yeah. Because I, I want to be able to, one, I need to get my protein in. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like I, I did write down all of the, because you did all like the posting of like your weights this week, that week, did yep. it on measurements. Yep. I didn't do any of that. So yep. that's right. But what I did do is I wrote down everything I ate though. Oh, okay. So you were so diligent on that. I was like crazy about how much protein I was getting and water and all that. Like I wanted it to the number Almost. Which is great, though, um, because you were fully aware of what you were bringing into your body. Correct, yeah. And that's my, like, math brain, and I get it, and, like, mm-hmm. I get a little nerdy with it. So that was Nothing my wrong with that, that was my thing. I was like, this is the only way I can keep track of it. Yeah. And numbers make sense to me, so makes yeah. sense to me. So right after three months, I was, like, on top of the intake of every little thing. So that's yes. why I get on you about it, I yes. think, a little bit more than... Maybe I should, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. This is not a game. Because they went kind of like the number-wise yeah. ways is I went more scientific. I went and read a bunch of journals, um, mm-hmm. read a bunch of doctors, like nutritionists and surgeons and like people that are in this world. Yeah. And like once I realized, oh, it's just a numbers game. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is put these amount of numbers in my body and then the shit works. Yeah. So I don't know why we fight the doctors so much about what we should do to get ourselves yeah. healthy. Like every time someone's like, you need to lose 20 pounds. They're like, Hey, let me, can you give me something else to do instead of that? And it's like, yeah. no, just lose the 20 pounds. Like, yeah, just do if we actually just, that's one thing that changed with me with instantly from the surgery. It's like my, I was like, I was awake to everything now. Yeah. Hyper aware of everything. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, Hey, we got to take care of this body. Cause yeah, you only get one. You only get one. And the doctors seem to be, knowing what to do so mm-hmm. just gonna listen to them yeah so most definitely i think with being hyper aware i think once you take food out of the equation it gives your brain so much more to think about yeah and not that you're not thinking about food because of course you are mm-hmm. but especially in the beginning you're only given one choice it's free yeah yeah you have to and make so decisions. you know that what am i gonna have for breakfast a protein shake. What mm-hmm. am I going to have lunch? 
a protein shake. So yeah, it becomes monotonous, but it's, it's also so nice to have to make a goddamn decision. Yeah. I don't know about anybody else. Like, I make decisions all day long, and sometimes I'm just like, can someone just make one for me? Yeah. yeah. Like, and this one's so much easier. Like, oh, like you said, like, I just have to have these things, and it makes, yeah. and I'm still awake, and I still have energy, and I still feel good. Okay. Yeah. I guess I want to do that. Exactly. Like, we all know that the protein t- shakes start sucking so bad. Oh. And I don't know about you, but everything, like... Gets either too warm or too cold yep. for food wise because yep. your your protein shakes you want cold you do yeah. not want those fucking warm no those they're disgusting, disgusting. Yeah. no fucking awful yep and then you want you know you want to have a steak eventually but that's gonna get cold it is and it's gonna get cold real quick from yep. what you can do yep so the protein shakes would get warm and I'd get like I can't even smell them anymore like yeah. the ones that are pre made like the yeah. isopures and all those other ones we tried yeah. I feel bad that I can't name the other ones because Premier okay. or <clears throat> what's the I don't want to just knock one? on Isopier. Insure, um, Insure has one. Yeah. There's so many out there. I think it's the Premier one that we use the most. Yeah. The one with the red label. Yep. Okay. That's Premier. Yeah. So, like, they were great. Like, they were great use in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because you can only have so much chocolate <laughs> or vanilla. Yep. And I don't like peanut butter. I know you do because you... Yeah, you, I would drink the peanut butter ones. Right. Yeah. So... I couldn't handle those. I was like, oh, no. Right after surgery, though, I, so I hate vanilla. Okay. I hate it. I think it's disgusting. And now let me say that I used to think it's disgusting. <laughs> I woke up from surgery and had, like, once I got home and everything, um, I had a chocolate shake. That's my mm. go-to flavor. And it tasted so metallic-y. Like, oh. I could not stomach the thing. Oh, no. And so Cody actually had to go to GNC mm-hmm. and buy vanilla protein shake because we didn't have it in the house because I didn't drink it. He didn't drink it. Yeah, you didn't assume you would like it. Yep, exactly. And so then I switched to vanilla and it was totally fine. How funny. Yeah, it was so weird. Huh. So weird. So that's and, one of the taste of things. Yep, exactly. I think eventually I got back into chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um I think it was probably week two. Oh, really? Not too long then. No, it. I think it was just at the beginning, and like even then, it was still a little metallic-y, But yeah. I think I was my brain was so trained that chocolate was my go-to that right. I kept trying to make it work. Like, no, we're gonna make this work. Yeah, yeah right. I like, like you. Um, <laughs> Thirty days post-op was when I could start having caffeine again. And that's a big thing for you, huh? It is a very I big thing. I was trying thing. to figure that out when you were going through this. I was like, why is she caring so much about that caffeine? Like, you're Because gonna f- I love my coffee. Okay. Well, I do realize that now. But in my yeah. head, I was like, she's not... You weren't going to understand how great you're going to feel. So mm. in my head, I was like, oh, you don't even realize how much energy you're going to have yep. when they say that you can have it. You might not even want it. And then why introduce it was my thing. But That was Cody's thought as well. it was yeah. literally on day 30 i was like i'm having caffeine it's day 30 <laughs> and cody was like but you've gone 30 days without it so yeah. why wouldn't you just keep going and i'm like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> it is coffee we're talking about <laughs> so oh, yeah man. i didn't actually That's word great. it like that but i just looked at That's him like he felt. was crazy yeah and I walked up to the Keurig and made a cup of coffee and drank it, and it was glorious. But my whole point of this was I do iced espresso and then pour my protein shake over the top. That's right. 
which is great for the summertime. Not so much for the wintertime because you're freezing all the time. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. We had this so, conversation. Yeah. But, I mean, that worked great all summer. I was getting in a ton of protein because I used Fairlife milk and then mm-hmm. I had my protein. And so it was like 35 grams of protein. Yeah, that's just solid in, in the morning. Yeah. I felt great having protein shakes like that in the morning. Yeah. And so I'm like, I can't wait for it to be warm again so I can do it. Because I just cannot do it hot. I know. I know. And I get it. Because, like, right now, so I I couldn't do the regular shakes anymore, the pre-made. Mm-hmm. I had to make my own. So I figured yeah. out my own. And I drank that for two years, which actually I'm back on now. Yeah. Because you so, did great on it. Yeah. I loved it. And and you know what? The, it tastes great. Yeah. It's so simple. So if anybody wants it, it's literally just a cup of ice and a cup and a half of strawberries. And then, uh, like, you just fill up a little bit with Fairlife milk. Like, enough for the yeah. actual, to get the, the highest protein on it. Yeah. For whatever that serving size is. I think is. it's I like can't a think cup. Of, is it a cup? I, yeah, I think those are all one parts of cups. I think they're, Is what yeah. we do. And then it's just, like, uh, plain, no-fat Greek yogurt. Oh. Just just put it in there. I'm like a few spoons. And you just spin it. And it's it's delicious. I even one of the guys at work, like what we what we do at lunchtime, he comes and grabs me. He's like, "Can we make shakes now?" Aww, because <laughs> like he buys um, the strawberries and the yogurt for me. Oh, and then I provide the protein milk and the protein powder. Oh, and the, and I obviously make it and show him how to do it. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, I didn't realize it was that easy. Super easy. Uh, yeah, I may, yeah, I may have to try that. Let's do it. It's, and that's the problem I'm having now because it's cold. And I'm like, oh, exactly. I don't want it, but like I have to have it. And yeah. so I'll do tea right after. Oh. So after last week, when you gave me the tea, the hot yeah. tea, I realized, yeah. oh, I should just have tea more. Yeah. Because and then I went online and checked um, with intermittent fasting. I can have tea. Yeah, because it is a clear liquid. Yeah. So it's totally so, fine. Yeah. I, was, I was worried about that. Mm-hmm. And then I checked on my vitamins, too, because like that's actually helped me. Um. I thought that I couldn't take them before I started my intermittent fasting because mm. it can certain medications do it can like boost your metabolism and all that's what you don't want that you don't want it to do anything yeah so you don't want to activate anything so that's the deal so I read that I can do both and I feel better in the mornings now so Good. I take my vitamins right when I get up and then I have my tea around like eleven in the after eleven in the morning ish huh and I didn't do that before and now that I do I feel a lot better that's awesome yeah. That's, and I've just been doing that for two weeks now. That's, so, and I've been working out consistently. Yeah, so I feel like that's helping too. So, Working um, out always or getting that like boost in your energy just from moving. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Like whether you're in your gym mm-hmm. or at a high level of activity job. Yeah. You're still, you get that kind of like energized feeling or at least that's that was my experience i think so and which is so funny it's just weird because i was never active before and i always felt mm. sluggish yeah well that's why yeah they go hand in hand yeah which so. but i didn't even realize not at the time when you're in it it's like a big cloud yeah and i i think physically i couldn't move yeah so i think that made it even harder but then knowing like directly waking up from surgery yeah. I just felt better like and then once I could start moving it was just kept kept getting better yeah. and then you not having your pain has to be like 
a euphoric of feeling. Like, uh, yeah. Like, and I still have my pain days. Like, mm -hmm. don't, I, I will always have pain yeah, days. That's just what yeah. it is. You and have these diseases, they're going to have exactly, reactions. There's exactly. nothing you can do about it. Well, and winter makes it rough. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can just get over them quicker. Like, that's good. It's like your recovery rate. Yeah. Quicker. And okay. I think it's because my body is, I mean, I'm 115 pounds lighter hmm. and that right there says a lot. It's a lot. And, but even when I was 40 pounds lighter or 50 pounds lighter, it was automatically such a huge difference mm -hmm. in how my body reacted to even little things like just walking around the store, mm -hmm. like, or getting up and being like, I want to go out and walk down the street. Yeah, you have like and I can. this weird boost of energy that you didn't mm -hmm. realize you had before. Exactly. And I think going back to the fact of not realizing like the food thing, like the mm -hmm. food is causing you to feel tired. Yeah. But you don't know that until after all this process. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, duh. Like I'm not eating this crap, so I don't yep. feel like crap anymore. Well, you're detoxing. The whole first, I mean, whether you had your four weeks after surgery, mm -hmm. or I had my four weeks be pre-op and post-op. Right. I mean, you're basically clearing out your system. Mm -hmm. There is nothing in your system anymore that is carb-loaded or sugar or any of that. Right. So you're automatically going to feel better because you're not taking in all that crap. Yeah, all that, all that stuff. You didn't realize it was actually causing the fog. Exactly. Exactly. So, until it was gone. Yeah, because carbs definitely, I for me at least, cause a huge fog. Um, and I can tell like having a heavier and heavier carb day for me is like 25 grams of carbs. Yeah, you really, really, really restrict yourself. Yes. Yeah. I do not want to go backwards. Right. So, but if I hit close to that 25 gram mark, I feel it. Really? Like, yeah. Okay. I feel sluggish versus mm -hmm. if I only have 10 grams, I feel better. Yeah, well, what did the doctor tell you? Well, she said everybody's different, and she said there is no right answer for carbs, but for in a normal person, mm -hmm. it's usually about 100 grams of carbs That's a day, yeah. which I'm nowhere near mm -mm. ready no. to take that on. No. But no. I feel like that's I think okay. you could up it to 50. I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm slowly upping it. Yeah. I'm getting... I'm, those, I'm coming to grips with it. Well, only reason why, because some of those, the meat that you're eating, they're really good for you, has carbs in it. So it sucks that it's taking up some yes. of that carb intake that you're, that you're restricting yourself for because you're afraid of like the bad carbs. Yeah. And so that's the, uh, you could actually go on and do the micro, the macros and stuff. Yeah. I've been wanting to look into that. actually just help you divide it. The macronutrients. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So just get that up and they'll get you all figured out for what you mm. need. Okay. So... I'll download it. I'll keep you guys updated on what I think. <laughs> very, very nice. So now your liquid, mm -hmm. your water after eating and before eating was 15 minutes, right? There was, it was like 30 minutes before, but 15 minutes after. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, and mine was 30 minutes before, 30 minutes after, which if anybody's wondering is the longest time ever. <sighs> you guys know our pain. Yes. 30 minutes, it's like 
Ah, uh, it takes forever. I would imagine because I thought 15 took forever. So I cannot imagine what 30 is like. Oh. I'd have my time around 15. Yeah. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Nope. I, and to this day, I still try to stick to that pretty closely. Yeah. Well, and learning how to like sip oh, is a deal. Man. Can't use a straw. That's sipping. She, I had to graduate to a straw. So did I. Yeah. It's really annoying. I still don't do super well with a straw. Like, how long did it take you? Mm, I think I was like three months post-op before I attempted it, and it hurt the first time. What's funny is actually my doctor released me for it because she's like, you really just want to use a straw. And I was like, yes, I do. I I feel like sometimes, though, once you get it down, you can control better. I know how much I need a sock. It's fine. <laughs> I got this. I got, I got this. this. I know oh. how much is an ounce is when I need to make yeah. sure it's an ounce. Like, I got it. I yeah. Mean, if it's a shot glass, it's fine. I guess a shot glass is an ounce and a half, but still. Only you would know that. No, um, no, no. <laughs> a lot of our listeners know that damn shit because anybody that's crazy post-op, post-op, like me with five years plus, yeah, we do some shots and you have to, if you're smart about it, you measure it all out. Make sure you're not doing anything you shouldn't be doing. All right. Good to know. Be responsible. Yeah, true. Because if you make it this long, still underneath, like, you know, like I got to my, my, my plateau Mm -hmm. and I've sat here. Your stall. I'm a stall. So, which is fine. You sound like you're good with it. You sound so excited. Yeah. But you have to like, you monitor what you eat. If you realize that you've stalled, then you're like, hey, I'll just maintain. This is yep. I have to figure out how to maintain. Yep. And every once in a while, like, you want to indulge. So you're just mm-hmm. like, I know I can do a shot. Because I went three years without drinking. Yeah. So not a lot of people do that. They'll wait only the year because of the carbonation thing. Mm-hmm. But like, no, I went three years. So I'm like, dude, if I want a tequila shot. I'm going to have a tequila shot. I'm going to have a tequila shot. And it's never like five ten tequila shots it's like no. just like three at the most for the night and yeah then, i think that's pretty standard i'll be drinking and like having fun with people for four hours and i've done three shots like that's not a problem well, Big but deal. then there's other people drinking water the whole yeah, time yeah exactly but i think there are other people do start drinking really fast after surgery i think way too soon yeah way too soon i think at least i mean I, I even feel like six months is way too soon. Way too soon. I'm, I be, personally, I'm 10 months out and I have yet to have a sip of alcohol in that 10 months. Yeah, no, it needs to be a year plus. Yeah. And like for me, like I went three just because I was like, I kind of was after two. Once I started realizing it, I was like, I'm just kind of a challenge. Let's see how long yeah. I can go. And I just went to my 30th birthday and that's. Okay. I was in Mexico. You're drinking in Mexico. Yeah, pretty so much. I had a great time, but. Now, yeah. not like you get drunk quick. Yeah. Because that was the thing was like people, I've already been told this by other people like Tara and, mm. my, and my brother, like you're going to get drunk really fast now because yeah. you have such a little tummy. Yeah. And everything gets absorbed way quicker. Yeah. Um. So just be careful if you are going to drink because that's a deal. But yeah. Um. with me going so long without drinking also was a deal. So uh, yeah. one to two shots, I'm good to go. So that's kind of why I like it to keep it to that as well because... Your cheap I'm date. cheap date, man. Even <laughs> <laughs> please. Yeah. It's nice. Oh, God. So, let's see. And then you you still do intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it's mm-hmm. you've been doing it. For two years now. Okay. Yep. One to nine is my frame. Okay. Um, nothing I, after nine. and the, Or, yeah, nothing yeah, so after I, nine. So, I start eating at 1 p.m. in the afternoon. 
Okay. And I stop eating at 9 p.m. in the afternoon and okay. in the evening or whatever. So you can do eight hours, 10 hours, and 12 hour sets, but I chose eight hours just because I wanted the almost optimal. And that way there's range for air. So if I uh, accidentally went to nine hours, it wasn't a deal. Yeah. Um, because I'll stay up late sometimes okay. and I'll get the munchies. And so I'm like, okay, I'm still in my window. So this is fine. <laughs> It's, it's all about those numbers. It's for all me, about yeah. those numbers, man. So, this is, but yeah, like you have to, you have to plan. This is the biggest thing I think you've had to see is you have to plan everything. Yes. So yes. like with the liquid diet, when I had to go back to work, you plan out what drinks mm-hmm. you're going to have. When you went back to work, you had to figure out what do I bring with me? Yep. Like, exactly. Because you were on solids by then, right? I was on solids. Yeah. Because yeah. I was back on solid foods. So Two weeks post-op, I had liquid diet. And then the two weeks after that was soft poo. Poo? Soft (laughs) poo, apparently. (laughs) Soft food and puree. Okay. Um, So she said, basically, you know, just take it easy. Eat what you can. Mm -hmm. If you can't eat it, don't push it. Yep. Um. But she kind of let me choose my own path when it came to whether it was a soft food, puree, you know, any of that. Give me a list of what I could eat. She was pretty okay with anything. I mean, obviously stay away from like mashed potatoes and things like that. But I was already so on a carb, no no carb mindset that that was just where I was at. Well, and when people really do go into ice cream and potatoes because it's a soft food. I'm sorry. If, my mind. If any of you are eating ice cream or mashed potatoes out there at two weeks out, no. Or a month out no. or two months out. Like go talk not, to your nutritionist. Yeah, that's not good. That's yeah. kind of the whole, um, like the dumping syndrome that happens yeah. with people. Yeah. No... Also, no judgment if you are, but it's always good to have information. Um, it's true. We're not knocking it. We've yeah. all done it. I just yeah. didn't do it that early. Yeah, exactly. Um, because my I have, my brother did do these things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and he had the dumping syndrome and how much of a bitch that is. Mm-hmm. And he asked me if I ever have. Not once. And I'm not trying to be a dick about it, but it was because I literally only did what my doctor told me to do. Yeah. I didn't stray from the meal plan because I was so scared. Yeah. I was so scared of the stitches and I was scared mm-hmm. of fucking up. I was scared of people judging me. I was scared that people would say that like I was a walking statistic that mm-hmm. she didn't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. So I did everything I could to not be judged and be like part of that system. Yeah. I wanted to be like, I wanted people to look at me and be like, yes, people like her and they get the surgery. Like there were are we are good people. Yeah. And, and we work hard. We work for really, it. really hard. And this isn't easy. And mm. I was so frustrated with all the judgment because five years ago, it was not the same ball game that you're in. No, it was it's not huge. as widely known. No. And people would make fun of you for it. They would be yep. like, well, you have to get a surgery to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Like, just go, go work out. Yeah. No, I already have dick hole like, yeah. for years. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So why don't you mind your own business? Like, yeah. I could have hundreds of thousands of medical diseases that can prevent me from losing weight yeah like how you have you have four autoimmune diseases mm-hmm. it's prevent, preventing you from having like weight loss so mm-hmm. it's like come on guys so back yep. then it was like looked down upon yeah like you were a smaller person because of it yep even though we weren't smaller people it was just ridiculous on how 
Yeah. It's ironic, but because now, like, that I'm smaller, they all talk to me. Yep. So. Exactly. It's ridiculous. It's. So back then, like, you just, you just did what you had to do and be quiet about it. Yeah. You don't want to deal with anybody, like, talking shit and then you have to, like, get all defense mode. I don't want to yeah. do that. You just would rather not deal with it. Not deal with it. Nope. Which is sad that that's what it was for you. Yeah. You know? It's okay. Because uh, I know. And I think it was good because it really pushed you to do the best that mm-hmm. you possibly could during your post-op experience. Yes. Um, yes, I did. You know, technically you were still in a post-op experience. Mm-hmm. You are five years post-op. Yeah. And I think it's very admirable from where you started to where you are now. Yeah. It's, I was so scared to be like gaining all the weight back. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm in a weight loss challenge now is because, like, I mean, gained, like, the weight back. But, like, I didn't realize this is normal. And we're going to touch base on this later on. But mm-hmm. um, it's normal to gain 10 to 15 pounds post-op when you're this late. And then you yeah. kind of just hang out there. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know that was a normal thing until you told me. And I was like, well, I'm still going to do this weight loss challenge. And I want to get back to what I was. Yeah. I want to get back. To the, I want to give it those 10 pounds, damn it. So There's nothing wrong with trying to strive to be better. Yeah. And really all it is, I need to get back to being consistent because yeah. I did fall off the wagon. Not going to lie. It happens. So It does. But I, you didn't fall so far back that you were no. going backwards. No, because I put in those like those things in place, like the intermittent fasting mm-hmm. helped me maintain without having to work out because yeah. I have a very mentally stressful job. So like it was hard to even just go home and talk to people. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm talking all day long with people that are just like, they're in car accidents and it mm. sucks and it's it's drainful of yeah. your body. So I was like, I don't want to go work out. Yeah. It's the last thing I want to do. Yeah. But I used to do that. So yeah. that was the deal. I just had to get back in the routine. So like, it's all about planning and I stopped planning. And mm. that's the biggest one I want to touch on this for post-op is like, that's your whole life now. Yeah. Is planning everything. And planning. I know it gets annoying. It's so annoying. For sure. But if you don't and you fall off. But all the deal is, is that you just have to be like, okay, tomorrow then. Don't wait till Monday. No. Do it tomorrow. now. Either you do it the next meal. Yep. Or you do it the next day. Yep. Like just keep it, you know, that way you, you can fuck up. It's fine. Just yep. get back on. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that. I think it's, it's really hard to, number one, take this big step mm-hmm. and number two it's really hard to change your entire life to especially someone like me I was not a planner when it came to food or no, anything no. so going from planning nothing to literally planning every second of your life mm-hmm. is extremely difficult but it becomes a routine it does it so does. Gonna allow it. you know just like Every morning I have this same routine that I do. I drink my two cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I have nothing but tea. Yeah. And that's how I get my water in. So, but I do that every single day. So I have the same routine every single day. Yeah. And it helps me get my water intake in because I'm doing the same thing that well, I do every day. And you're getting that control back. Exactly. That's the biggest deal. I'm making the decision to drink tea. Yeah. Not being forced to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I did want to touch on, too, uh, going back to waking up after surgery. Yeah. That first sip of water. 
Oh, yeah. How did it feel? Oh, it was so weird. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. It was really weird. Like, knowing that you drink a certain way your entire life, mm-hmm. and then you wake up, and you try to take a sip of water, and it's like, you just swallowed rocks. Oh, mine didn't feel like that. Really? Yeah. Like, I felt like there was this huge bubble. I you just had could not. You had a lot of gas pains, though. I did. Yeah. And once that went away, I think the first 24 hours was horrible trying to drink. Mm-hmm. And it was literally like the tiniest sips <laughs> ever. And I am a water, like I chug my water. Oh, yes, you do. I can't and because for that. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to deal with drinking water all day long every day. So I would just chug my water. But Oh, you can't uh, do that now. No. Not at all. It's no. painful. It'll come back oh, up. Oh, it's so painful. And I've thrown up Have from you? drinking water too fast. Yeah. I threw up. It was, So it was too soon after I'd eaten. And then I drank the water too fast. Mm-hmm. It yep. was a double whammy. And you learn never to do that again. Oh, instantly. Because yep. I've only done it once, too. Yep. But it was weird because, like, it came up real quick and I just, like, caught in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guess I could just hold this in. Hold on. Just put this back down here. Oh, my <laughs> it was God. So weird. I didn't know what to do. I was just like, oh. Apparently, oh, I just, I'm like, oh, I just had that way too soon. Like, instantly, yeah. everyone was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, because, no, my first like full like mouthful of water was like it was nice because i was like oh i've been wanting this and then <laughs> but then like you could feel it like once the um because the dope dope like not dope but me feeling dopey was kind of yeah. gone by then because you're yeah. using that sponge the whole time mm-hmm. but then like i could feel it like your i can feel my stomach that was like the remember yeah. like with the cold water you can kind of feel, feel the lining. Go all the way down yeah and it doesn't go that long anymore because you're like no because normally you can sometimes feel it go all the way down. It's like a long process. And then yeah. like after surgery, it's like three seconds. You're like, yeah. You're like, oh, oh, I felt that. That's that's quick. <laughs> that's cold or that's hot or whatever. Yeah. And you feel it instantly. Mm-hmm. So even today I had I am hot tea and it like came up and it like burnt. And I was like, oof. Like, oh. like the lower part of my yeah. throat. And I was like, oh, fuck. Drink <laughs> that too fast. You're like, that Still just, happens. Still that happens, just guys. happened. So I don't think that it stops. And then with... Post-op, you know, right after surgery, I had to take a bunch of pills because I take, no, I take my pills, my normal pills every single day, twice a day. Yeah, yeah. So that was something. Were they worried about that because of how small your stomach is? They were. And so I literally had to take each pill and swallow. So I take probably between seven and nine pills every time that I take pills, twice a day. Jesus Christ. I had to take each pill separately. And I had to wait in between each pill. Mm. It would take me an hour to take my pills. Yeah, I believe it. Yep. I believe it. Because you can't full. take them two back to back. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you know, we get it full yeah. off of pills. They tell you that. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. So and then I waited two weeks for the vitamins. Okay. So she yeah, how did me, you do that? So what, for two hours straight, you're just taking pills and vitamins? Yeah. Jesus. Well, and then you do the chewable vitamins which I are don't like. Awful. Yep. Awful. They're so gross. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. So I would rather just spend an extra thirty minutes taking like oh, swallowing. I stopped vitamins mm-hmm. than to deal with the taste of the chewables. Yeah, one of the girls at the Revenue gave me the, the chewables, and I was like, no. They're so chalky. <laughs> like 
I brought them to oh. me to my new job, and I've been at my new job for two and a half years. They're, and they're still, still there. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm not ever going to take these. They're disgusting. I will hand them out to people. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I'll give you some pills. Give me some I vitamins. Do. People tell me, like, because I, I give out B12. Yeah, you are a B12 fiend. Because you need to have it. It's so important. Which I take it every morning. You're not getting it in your food, people. You have to take the supplement. Yes. It's super important. Yes. And take it in the morning because it energizes you. And you can totally fact check me. There's so much data on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so important. Yep. So, because I feel great. You know how I'm doing this podcast at 9 o'clock at night right now with not being tired? B12. <laughs> B12, people. It's water and B12. Water and B12. Literally, all right. Kelly can vouch. Yep. That's all I've had. She's got way more energy than I do. Yeah. So. Totally get it. Um, oh. So then. Oh. I want to touch base about vitamins. It's yes. very, very key because I had to do the same thing. So. My first 30 minutes was, I was vitamins. all vitamins. Yeah. yeah. So I knew what you were talking about with that. I can't believe it was your full hour for you. <laughs> it's okay. But I got used to it. You totally do. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing. I just wanted to say, like, just super important. Just take those. Take Especially in the your very beginning. vitamins. Because the whole hair loss thing mm. is a part of that. It is. So that's the reason. Yep. Is dehydration and your lack of um, nutrients. Yeah. So. Yep. And lack all, of nutrients. Lack of protein, lack of water. And if you take your vitamins, that's one third of that that's taken care of. It helps because like even you were hoping that you would not have to deal with that. I, you know, I think every woman Mm -hmm. thinks, oh, I'm going to be one of the lucky few that doesn't lose hair. Yeah. I had it very mild. Right. But I still had it. Like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty it's, bad it's frustrating it's well, yeah it's not fun to brush your hair and have it like all your hair fall out into your brush yeah, like, like what the fuck yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. i went from washing my hair like every day to once a week yeah dry shampoo is your savior because the more you wash it the more it goes away the more it falls out and yeah. this is what it feels like yeah. So, and that and was the big deal is your, my vitamin levels weren't the greatest once, yep. once we realized. Mm-hmm. So it, I needed more B12 and protein was my yeah. problem. Yeah. Protein is, is key. Mm-hmm. And then water. Uh, yeah. Water. I, and I think I drank a lot of protein or I had a lot of protein towards the first three months post-op. Mm-hmm. So th- I think that's what kept my hair not as bad as it could have been. Oh, like, gotcha. Losing wise. Um, so mine was water. Mm. I can get all the protein in. I couldn't get enough water in. Yeah. Like I would be so dry, like my hands, my arms, my hair got real dry. Yeah. Got real fine. Yeah. Um, it took me over the last two years to get it to what it is now. Jeez. And even my hairdresser is like, you've done some really good work with it. Cause yeah. like, it's like drinking like tons of water all day mm. and then like, um, putting lotion in my hair. Yeah, which is still I know. so weird. It's no, it's, it's aloe vera. You just put some aloe vera in your so hair a little weird. bit afterwards. Um, and just conditioner, like you only wash your hair twice a week, once, once or twice a week, and just use conditioner the whole time. You still rinse your, your hair out, and then you just put conditioner on top of it, and you let it sit for a little bit. So strange. Because my hair got so dry, I lost mm. all of the nutrients. So by just doing that in the last two years, it's shinier, it's healthier. It is. It looks really good. Yeah, it's. It's getting there. I know you guys can't see, but it's it's. I'm working on it. Getting really good because I lost a lot of hair and I was I'm very self conscious about it. And yeah. It's very frustrating. So but like, that's another thing is that it literally happens to every single person that is post op. Right, and I didn't know that. 
I yeah. don't know that. I thought it was just a deficiency in vitamins. I didn't realize yeah. that that was just a normal thing that happens for bariatric. Yeah. Surgeries. Well, because your body is going through so much in short, a, such a short amount of time. Yeah. That you're not only does your brain not catch up, mm-hmm. but your body is like freaking out. Yeah. It's a shock to the system. Yeah. For reals. And it's not only bariatric patients, it's keto people that are on keto. Really? I don't know. That. Yeah. Because you're changing your system so much. And like with keto, you're losing a ton of weight. So it just has a dra- drastic change mm-hmm. is the deal. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So it's normal. Try to chug through it because you'll get to the yeah. end of, end of the true. tunnel. You'll get there mm-hmm. and it'll be fine. It's, it's just sucks while you're in it for yeah. sure. It was not my most favorite time. Was no. Losing. I mean, how long did yours last? Um, I'd say right around three months is when it started, and then probably right around seven months post-op, it stopped. Okay. So it was very short for That's me. a very short time frame. Because mm-hmm. some people, can it can last up to a year. I feel like mine did. Yeah. I think it did. I I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. Yeah. Just a constant flow. In my head, I was just like, when is it going to stop? Because mm-hmm. I'm like... I know how many hair, this is, I looked it up, it was like how many hair, like new hairs you grow a day and how many hairs you can, you, a typical person loses in a day. Oh. Um, it was like a hundred pieces of hair and I was like, that's a lot of hair, but it's really not because there's so many hair follicles. It's not a thing, yeah. but like, you know how in the shower, like you'll like clear out your hair and there'll be some on your hand, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of like put them on the wall yeah. or whatever you put it on because don't act like you don't put it on. <laughs> <laughs> but after a while, you're like looking at the screen or whatever. And you're like, oh, that's a lot of hair. Yeah, it is. And I started getting freaked out. And I was like, oh, my God. But I, I, changed, I had to change a little bit of what I was eating though as well. Yeah. And that's when I think I noticed it stopping was once I got all my like my protein levels back up and my water intake to mm-hmm. where it needed to be. Because it took a while for me. And I think it's because like. Once I felt the tightness at all, I'd stop whatever yeah. I was doing, which yeah. is a good thing. But but I wasn't getting enough water because water makes makes it tight really mm-hmm. fast. Yeah, it so, does. Like you only have two ounces. Yeah, for I a mean while. typically, yeah, because right after surgery you're about an ounce. Yeah, and then slowly as your stomach goes down in the swelling, and it, you know it's a normal it's healing. Yeah, it's a normal size pouch is three to four ounces right so essentially by the time you're you know six months post-op you should ideally be at two to three ounces see i felt like that number for me was later yeah i felt like it was more like nine to twelve months Hmm. so I i feel like everybody's so different it is it is. Well, also, like, I had liquid four weeks after. When you still did four weeks, it was just two weeks before, two weeks after. Mm-hmm. So, there's just some little differences here. Yeah. But yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> was there anything else you wanted to cover? I did want to touch on weighing yourself. Okay. After, po- like, post-op. When did you um, start weighing yourself is a good question. I, so I weighed myself in order to keep myself on track, mm-hmm. I weighed myself every single day. Okay. And that was my own kind of check every right. morning that, okay, I haven't gained weight. And I think at the beginning, I was so worried that I was not going to lose weight mm-hmm. that it was kind of like my mental check of, okay, I've lost weight. Okay, I've lost weight. And 
now it's just become normal. So I weigh myself. I never stopped weighing myself from the so moment you, I started pre-op. Oh, so you started weighing yourself all the time pre-op? Yeah. Oh, so okay. with the liquid diet pre-op, I started day one because mm-hmm. I wanted to know what I was at to where I was going to be at for surgery. Right. And I just never stopped. I mean, there's certain times like we went on vacation and I didn't have a scale. So how did you feel? Did you feel obsessive? Like where you needed that scale when you were out or were you just totally I, fine? I did feel like. Oh, you did. Well, and it wasn't like I needed it to. I think it was more of like that was just my pattern. It was just your habit. Yeah. yeah and so it wasn't like, but it doesn't make or break my day. Good. So if I gain a pound or a half a pound or it's still the same as it was two days ago. Right. It's, I'm still going to have a fine day. It's just, I, that's what my check is. So I'm like, okay, all right. That well, was my week for today. I'm just happy that you had a positive reaction. You weren't like going to let it ruin your day that you couldn't weigh yourself. Yeah, Cause I think it, that happens. To it people. does happen. So. It does. And I think a lot of people say that, that yeah. they're like, if it ruins my day, it's time to put the scale away. Yeah. And just kind of take a break because it's not healthy, but I think Mm -hmm. for me, it keeps me on a good track. Right. If it ever becomes a negative thing, it would be needing to change that habit a little bit. But I'm, I'm glad too, that it's, it's more of a positive kind of like, okay, that's where I'm at for today. Yeah. We, um, so I didn't start with myself afterwards. Yeah. And I didn't like, um. I didn't write it even down. Yeah, no, Thinking you didn't back. keep track of anything. Mm-mm. I weigh myself in once a week. Yeah, I like. Was it always once a week? It was every Saturday morning for a while. Oh, okay. Um, I like to. I like a surprise. Uh, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like a little kid. I want to like. I like, surprises. I like little surprises, and so it'll be nice to be like, oh, two pounds. Yeah. Instead of like, because I know myself, I can get very obsessive compulsive, mm. and so I don't want to like weigh myself every day and then be upset. That it went up and then it goes down. It went up Got and it. goes down. I was already going through an emotional roller coaster in my mm-hmm. head. I didn't need anything else added to yeah. it. And those were like little happy, little happy accidents. Yeah. You know? So it was Well, great. they weren't accidents. You worked hard for that. I did. I did. <laughs> but it was nice to like, yeah, every Saturday morning I'd check it. And then I would say I did start doing it every day though. Yeah. Like that started, I would say right when maybe, maybe a year in. You know, once I think I hit a year post, because I just stopped going to my doctor's appointments. Yeah. After a year. Because, like, you're paying, like, 280 bucks for them to be, like, you're doing a good job. Yeah, I was exactly. kind of tired of the whole, like, good job. Yeah. Um, Pat in the back thing. Like, draw your blood. Good job. So, yeah. I knew that I was fine. So, I just, like, I'm just going to check myself every day. We'll be fine. Yeah. And that's kind of what I did. And I, would, I didn't have the roller coaster like I thought I was going to have. Yeah. It was actually nice to see, like, oh, hard work today really is... You can see on the scale already. Yeah. So that was pretty nice. Um, but then it stopped, you know, after, um, I would say, year and a half. Yeah. Year and a half, two years. Because they tell you, like, you're going to lose a lot of it in the first, what, nine months to a year. Yes. So. And I wish, I wish I really understood that more. Mm-hmm. Because I think I would have even pushed harder in the, yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Because I probably could have worked out how I wanted to work out. A month earlier mm. and I didn't and I kind of regret it a little bit because I feel like if I did then I'd be like just a little bit lighter yeah but but I don't know that like my body might yeah. just be like this is just kind of where we like to have you at exactly and they say that that will happen like your body will just kind of go this is good 
Yeah, like exactly. you don't need to lose anymore. We're yep. gonna keep all this for you for later. Yep. So, which I've come to terms. That's totally fine. Yeah. So. Well, and you still look and feel great. I feel good. That's so, the biggest thing. I yeah. feel amazing. And I think it's, I always thought that the whole saying like, oh, skinny people are happy, like was like not really a thing. And just us being like jerks, but no, it's really a thing. Like skinny people are happy because we feel good. Cause yeah. when you are smaller, as long as you are eating a little bit healthier, like yeah. there's a lot of things to be happier about. Yeah. So, and not have to worry about food all the time. Yeah. I mean, we still think about food, obviously. Well, just in general, people are nicer. Like, yeah. you don't... I didn't realize that was a thing until six months in. No, maybe like nine months in. Once because I walked four blocks to work and back. Like, mm-hmm. so there, it was four four blocks there and then four blocks back. And in the morning, it was super dark. Didn't really see anybody. But on the way home, as of like three months to six months to nine months, I was noticing people were like coming up to me and talking to me. Or in opening doors for me mm-hmm. and just being like, and people would wave to me in other people's cars. Like it was the whole attention thing was happening. Yeah. And I was like, this is super odd. Yeah. And talking to my brother, we realized that, yeah, it's just like, um, it was nicer to smaller people. Yeah. And so like, you have a kind of a better day because people are nicer to you. Like it's yeah. just, it's not just about the food sometimes. It's yeah. just like your environment. Yeah. So. No, that's, it's weird being because I do notice those things and the more we've discussed it the more I notice it Mm -hmm. versus and I mean I was always a sociable person right but you definitely notice it like people smile more look in the eye more Mm -hmm. they you walk into a a store they greet you like it's just a it's a whole different experience it is because when you're bigger, they kind of like as much as you are invisible, mm-hmm. like to people, like you are very visible. They just kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, don't want to talk to them. Yeah. Just keep walking. Yeah. And I don't know where that comes from. I don't know either. Because being overweight, I mean, you're overweight. Yeah, I know. It doesn't like, have anything to do with your personality or no. the type of person you are. Because you could be a bigger person and have a crappy personality. Or you could be... A bigger person and have a great personality, and it could be the opposite with a skinny person. Oh, for real? Doesn't make. No, they just put us in this box. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest deal. Yeah, but I hate being in boxes. She's so. <laughs> <laughs> gonna break free. That's true. I did. All right. Well, I think that's kind of covered most of our post up. I, right. I mean, we still fight it every day and work as hard as we can. And even you being five years post-op, me 10 months. Yeah. So not even a year into it yet. But, I mean, I just think it's a daily... It's a daily struggle. Mm-hmm. And you have to be hyper-aware. And there are ups and many downs. But as long as you keep trying. It's I mean, worth it. Yeah. So that's what I love about it. All right. Hey, listeners, if you enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform you get your podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Join us on patreon.com forward slash OSLP where you can get exclusive content. Thanks for listening to Our Sleep Life, a podcast for patients by patients.